Welcome to the Misha Rouser Show. I'm Misha, an organizational psychologist, and I'll be taking you down a path towards achieving professional success while still having fun. For over a decade, I have been guiding individuals and organizations through professional transitions. The goal is to help you, your business, or organization create a successful, engaging atmosphere without sacrificing a positive culture. So, let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Misha Rouser Show. Of course, I am Misha. And uh, we are going to be talking about, again, this is a leadership and professional development show, everything you need to know to be more confident and competent in your work life. And uh, today, I'm going to be introducing a guest here in just a moment who's going to be with us today. So please keep in mind that um, as we're speaking, you are welcome to call in. And by the way, hi, Benny. Hello. Happy... um, after Memorial Day weekend, I, hope, I know we're yes. all relaxed. We're ready to go for another <laughs> week and start June. Yeah. Oh already, right? We're almost there. It's we're tomorrow, almost there, but, I know. So um, <laughs> thank you, Vinny, and sure. welcome, and thank you for um, helping me out here. And so if anybody does want to call in today, they can call. Sure, 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Excellent. So if anybody does have any questions for myself or my guest today, then you're welcome to call in. Please keep in mind, too, that all of these recording, all of these shows are recorded. And you can go visit my website at MishaRouser.com to download any previous shows. You can sign up for the podcast. You can find the shows on iTunes and Stitchers and so forth. And the other thing, too, is if after listening to the show, if you also have some additional questions that pop up, then please do go to my website. You can leave me any um, questions there. You can go to my Contact Me page, send me some questions, and I would be happy to answer them or forward them over to Keith if you have any questions for our guest today. Okay, so just to dive into things so that we can quickly get there, um, let me go ahead and introduce then our wonderful guest today, and I'm so excited. <laughs> this is going to be a fun conversation. So what we are going to be talking about today is liberating structures, and we'll explain what that is if you haven't heard about it, but I am honored to have kind of the founder of Liberating Structures, if that's the right way to say it, of um, Keith McCandless. He's a principal owner of a social, of the Social Invention Group, doing strategy development, organizational transformation, and leadership development throughout the world. Keith is a specialist in self-organizing and complexity science-inspired approaches to strategic planning, mergers, organizational development, and innovation. And together, he with um, Harry... Lip Manowitz. Did I do good? You did really good. Oh, boy. Okay. So he and Harry wrote a book called The Surprising Power of Liberating Structures, Simple Rules to Unleash a Culture of Innovation, a guide for the minimalist manager on tiny changes that generate huge results. And again, you can also find any of his information, a ton of, of resources at his website, Liberating Structures. So let me jump in then. So, Keith, really quickly, before we go into what Liberating Structures is, it'd be fun to learn a little bit more about what you do so we can give some context around how this all started. Right. Okay. Great, Misha. Uh, really thrilled to be here. Uh, so I'm a consultant. I've been doing that for the last 25 years. Uh, started really my work in a, a think tank down in San Francisco, got a lot of experience with Uh, the interesting thinkers who were trying to develop new ways to organize. And at some point, I found my way to my own practice, um, 
got interested in this crazy complexity science work, and uh, that turned everything on its head and changed my practice uh, considerably where I'm not a conventional consultant. I'm not an expert trying to come in and fix things. Uh, mostly I'm tapping what's already there and possible to uh, expand the collective imagination, the collective intelligence of a group. So I, I'm, I'm a, a consultant without the con. <laughs> right. I love that. That's awesome. Okay, so then, so you, so you already, if you're listening, if you don't already know Keith or Liberating Structures, hopefully that gives you a little bit of a seed to understand that he does things a little bit differently. And that's why the whole Liberating Structures thing has really been taking off. And so let's go back then. How how did Liberating Structures come around? Yeah. Well, I met this guy um, who just retired uh, and he ran a bunch of countries, a pharmaceutical company, a uh, bunch of countries all over the world. And he had retired, was doing some interesting things in his, the way he was running organizations. And I'd been uh, studying complexity science with physicists and mathematicians and all kinds of interesting uh, people. And we shared that, that interest and joined a really an international group uh, with I think some of the first people to try to make these insights from complexity practical in organizations. And so we started doing that first uh, frontline healthcare. Uh, you know, could nurses and doctors make more decisions? Could patients be involved in making decisions about their care? Uh, then in international business settings, we started developing approaches that surprised us, surprised the clients. Uh, Really, eventually, we had to write about it. We wrote a book uh, together. And um, it turns out that this these simple little structures um, can liberate people from their everyday, I don't know, their chains or whatever it is. It's habits uh, that we inherited from medieval <laughs> medieval times. I, I, I really do think right. that, uh, uh, the way in which... Liberating structures make it possible for every voice to be heard. Nice. And most of our conventional habits are either top-down, a small number of people, the inner circle, or uh, we go over to uh, open discussion, which is that promises consensus, but rarely, if ever, delivers it. So liberating structures kind of in between those two in which every voice can be heard to shape what happens next. So that, uh, oh. that's the contribution, I think. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so for all of you who are listening then, so if you've been listening to some of the other past shows, we talk about things like the importance of the story, the importance of narration, the importance of conversation, of dialogue, of how to kind of tease out um, what's really holding systems in place or habits in place or structures in place. And so that was one of the things I was thinking. We've been talking about the importance of all of that. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, how do we do that? What are the tools that we use? And one of the tools that I have found that is a great resource is Liberating Structures. Because what they have and what Keith has created there with Henry is um, they have, they've, one, you have the book of all of these different types of, like you said, these little micro um, structures, I guess you could call it, or little just exercises that you can take either a group through or, or a person through to help them, like you said, bring in everybody's voice, help them see what maybe they haven't been seeing to then come up with 
who knows what what's going to come up. But for some type of emergence to happen, to either move through change or to find some type of order within their team or if they're in conflict or if they're trying to, you know, envision things. And so a couple so a couple things real quick I want to mention then. Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, you have the book, you have their website. So all of these different structures are on the website. How many structures are you up to now? Do you have any idea? <laughs> well, the 33 are in the book okay. uh, and are well documented. And then there's a handful more, maybe five more that are in development that may or may not make it into the formal repertoire. Okay. Uh, so they're all, uh, I think for your listeners, many would be familiar. Um, and what we've done for the ones that are familiar, uh, we've made them simpler so they're possible to use not at a special retreat for the leaders that can happen as well but really can be integrated into everyday work they're they're simple enough that uh, at every moment in your work life and surprisingly our users have brought them into their family life school their religious life Um, uh, but the 33 are all pretty straightforward Uh, you don't there's no extensive training program you sort of and I think it's been your experience. You try them, and then you know how to do them. Um, it's helpful to have a book and a website, but uh, they're simple enough. They can be used every day, and that was our goal for Henry and I. We knew that the future had arrived, but it wasn't well distributed at all. So we built on a whole bunch of fabulous people's work, uh, yeah. invented a bunch of our own things that complemented it, and um, it's a Creative Commons license, so everything is free uh it's a good price that's a good price for these these methods yeah and that was um i'm trying to think so if because i think i went to one of your workshops maybe two years ago Mm. um and that's what i found surprising too is just how generous you are with this knowledge because this is great stuff and you know and so to give some context then again to the listeners like you had mentioned some of the listeners may know of some of them like um world cafe is one that maybe um, that a lot of you might have already know about or use because it's, it's pretty well known in the organizational development world. And you guys, though, what was, what's great about how what Keith and Henry did with it is they still take that concept of like World Cafe, but then they also kind of put a little bit of a spin on, okay, well, you know, what are the intentions that you're wanting out of it and making it a little more specific for um, how practitioners can be using it in more specific ways that you guys have found to be more helpful. Yeah, and and a repertoire, a larger repertoire is what's super useful for people. Uh, yes, right. Not just the one thing. People tend to have a hand, a small handful of things that they use. So a larger repertoire uh, does help. So we could talk about more of the specifics. Um, yeah. So one that's uh, immediately probably the most popular in the world is called uh, Triz, and it's I love Triz. Drawn from. A, <laughs> A Russian, a very serious Russian engineering program where you design the worst, you think of the worst result possible. Like, could we convene a class or a meeting in which the bodies are present, but all the minds are absent? Oh, that's great. And it turns out everywhere in the world, people know exactly how to do that, right? And they have fun, they think about it. And then the second part of Triz is, okay, do we resemble any of these are we doing any of these things? And and we do, and we know we're doing them. So it reveals we're in our own way. We can stop some things. And um, uh, what's in, not completely intuitive is that if you stop, 
some of those activities, innovation rushes, rushes into the space. Right? So yeah. uh, Triz is one of the popular ones because it is seriously fun, as many of the liberating structures are, in part mostly because you're making progress together, uh, which everybody dreams of, but mostly we're disappointed in it in the way we work together. We come to work a little less optimistic. I mean, much less sometimes. Yes. Much less optimistic about what is possible. And Liberating Structures uh, uh, reignites the passion for working with colleagues. Yeah. Almost instantly. It does. Yeah. And and Triz is one of my favorites, and it's funny because um, we'll probably get into this a little bit too, but where I tend to use a lot of Liberating Structures is because I do a lot of training. And so where I use TRIZ is with a lot of times in almost all of my classes, I'll use TRIZ because it's a great way, especially if I'm going into a group and, you know, half of them have to be there, let's say, for the training or whatever. And they're like, okay, great. And let's say the training's on behavioral interviewing, for example. I mean, you, I can use TRIZ in any subject. So say it's behavioral interviewing and I can tell the energy starting to go flat and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I'll throw a triz on. I'm like, okay, let's do worst case <laughs> throw scenario. Throw a triz on them? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's do worst case scenario. I want you guys to come up with, and I'll usually break them into groups, and say, come up with the most horrific interview that you could ever give as an interviewer. Or something. You know, and it's funny how they will come up with things like you come in maybe intoxicated or you swear a lot. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, it just breaks up that. It gets them laughing. It gets them, like you said, not thinking but thinking. And not getting caught up in these old roles and stuff. They start to have fun. Mm-hmm. And then once they've kind of gone through it and they've shared all these things and they're having a great time, then what I hit them with, okay, now how many of you do some of those things? And what I mean is, you know, maybe they'll throw in some fun stuff like, you know, intox- being intoxicated or stuff. But a lot of times they will bring in the real stuff like, okay, I'm not prepared. Or you, you know, you um, overtalk. Overtalk or yeah. something. They're like, oh, yeah, I probably do some of those sometimes. So it's a great way to just shake up how we're looking at things. Um, Okay, so we are going to take a break here really quickly. And when we return, then we're going to get more into some dynamics of how to use some of these liberating structures and what they look like. So, again, you're listening to the Misha Rouser Show, and we will be right back. Dynamic careers in organizations require dynamic thinking. Success is measured in terms of positive, productive, meaningful workplaces. Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur, has helped thousands become more confident in their leadership and professional abilities. Misha's years of research and private practice have given her the tools to help you or your organization improve performance. Log on now to learn more about coaching, consulting, or training with Misha Rouser at MishaRouser.com. That's M-E-I-S-H-A-R-O-U-S-E-R.com. Hello, my name is Marie Manucheri. I'm an energy intuitive author and host of Where Energy and Medicine Meet. During the show, I answer callers' questions, intuitively, of course, and provide invaluable guidance. I also interview others who I believe are on the leading edge of thought. Tune in on Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 1150 a.m. in Seattle or live wherever you are at energyintuitive.com. So effective leadership isn't something that just happens. It takes time and effort. 
Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur, has developed a concentrated series of courses to help you become your best as a leader and professional. Explore your leadership style, become a communications master, and learn to plan strategically in order to make better decisions. You'll learn emotional intelligence, team building, change management, and other skills for personal success, such as conflict resolution. There's a great leader inside you to be unlocked. Make the commitment to become a well-rounded, intelligent leader. Show the world around you that you are ready to lead. Log on to MishaRouser.com. That's MishaRouser.com to learn more. It's the Leadership Development Series. Your first step toward professional excellence begins at MishaRouser.com. 1150kknw.com. It's why they invented the Internet. We think... Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. <laughs> the music's funny here. So, again, all of you know, Vinny just always throws the music in on the fly. And I can tell he's kind of in a mellow mood today, maybe just coming off the weekend. <laughs> so we got this mellow music Did you want something on. a little more upbeat? I mean, I could have done that. <laughs> Just feeling it. Just feeling I know. It. It's just great how much that music <laughs> represents a little of what you're thinking there. Okay, so welcome back to the Misha Rousers show. And I have the privilege of having Keith McCandless with me, who is one of the founders of Liberating Structures. And so I had just shared an example of how, and I, it's, it's so funny because I have a feeling when you guys were talking about and you, you were creating Liberating Structures, you didn't use them much in a training environment. And when I first came to one of your classes, I saw, oh, my gosh, how I could use these in a training environment. But, again, originally they were intended to help break open conversations and get people's voices heard and so forth. So I would love to hear another example from you of how you've used some of these. So we were on, uh, Henry and I were on a mission to, to prove that they worked, and the first settings were really business settings. So it was about productivity and, you know, could you change everything and and simultaneously we were so we did a lot of things in in business uh one of the very first places was in a a subsidiary of a big corporation uh, 300 per people place they were last in the market uh the customers they weren't differentiated in the minds of their customers and so the boss was into it which is unusual kind Mm of unusual um, but we were able to go right to where they interacted with their customers and introduce TRIZ and um, one two, four all and user experience fishbowl. These are all different liberating structures. And they started to use them in conversations directly with their customers. And um, the boss was at one of these little gatherings. And the customers never thanked them for anything. They'd serve dinners and wine and do all kinds of things to influence them. But immediately... Uh, these customers came up and said, what else can I do with you? This was the most interesting evening I've had. Um, Completely changed the relationship uh, between the front line, the customer, and the executive noticed this. And she started to change each of her meetings. uh, Each of the executive meetings were using liberating structures. And then each department, in turn, changed their relationship. Marketing changed the relationship with sales. Sales people were able to change the relationship, and in a year they uh, turned the business around. That's fabulous. Uh, they were number one, and uh, they were making money again, and everybody was 
a bit liberated, you know, happier and uh, able to perform. But we took on about the same time. We took on a, uh, we wanted to take on something really hard, which was superbugs in hospitals. And so we started three separate projects in Canada, the U.S., and uh, uh, two projects in the U.S., which included a, a little bit of Latin America. And we would take these right onto a unit. The same liberating structures, things like TRIZ, how can we be sure in the ICU that each patient comes without a superbug but leaves with a superbug, <laughs> right? That's great. It yes. sounds like, oh, we, we don't know how to do that. No, they knew exactly how to do it, right? Because it's quite difficult. All of our most complex problems, they're complex and hard to solve because there's a lot of people involved and they all need to change their behavior a little bit to make a difference. And so liberating structures are perfectly designed to include every voice, to include every person in noticing what's wrong or could be improved and immediately innovating, you know, finding what they're already doing that works. Lots of times it's just a few people that have figured it out and then inventing anything else that they need to solve it. So in these, in the superbug, uh, eliminating the spread of superbugs in hospitals, uh, the wor at least 50% of the time, uh, we were able to reduce the spread by 50%, and in a lot of places, just 100%. And so it happened in a unit, uh, but that unit, other units wanted like, well, what, what are you guys doing? It looks like you're having fun and you're solving this problem. So in lots of ways, we're studying self-organization and complexity, and in some part, it does self-organize. It's order for free, <laughs> right? I'm not talking about Amazon here. The order... The invention, the improvement, it orders itself. And so it, to a certain degree, I'd like it to be more, but it spreads itself. The kind of culture, the kind of innovativeness, the inventiveness spreads, it, spreads itself. Right. So that's quite gratifying to solve a big problem like superbug, the spread of superbugs, which are, are you know, they kill deal. people. Yeah. Um, uh, but also solve business problems like uh, productivity problems. Yeah. And, you know, the thing I love about liberating structures, too, is that while they are based in the science of complexity a little bit, I mean, there's this understanding of very much systems thinking, mm -hmm. but you don't have to understand systems thinking to be able to start to influence the system using a, a simple liberating structure, you know, exercise. Um, but it, but it, what it so naturally exposes, though, what is the system that we're working with? What are some of the, you know, so it brings in a lot of the system thinking elements in a way that you don't have to be really versed in systems think. It just naturally does it. Well, we're playing with or changing just a little bit the pattern of relationships, right? So conventional organizations, the way I was trained, almost everybody was trained, each is a part. Each person is a part. And if you go down that path, you start to break people into smaller and smaller parts and you get a lot of the dysfunction that we have uh, where the functions can't. So all we do is say the thing we can influence is the pattern of relationships. Um, so how do the different levels in the organization talk to each other? How do they make decisions? And the liberating structures in the smallest possible way shift that. Right. So you see each other more as possible and you see each other more fully and you're able to do quite a bit more together. Yeah. Um, so it's the complexity science is the thing that inspired us, but we don't write about it. Right. It's not in the book. It, it would be very, usually people don't care. If it works, that's all I need to know. 
Yeah. Ninety-five percent of the people just want something that works. Yeah, and that's what they're looking mm-hmm. for. Okay, so speaking of that, then you you also have very much a passion for liberating structures, and as you had alluded to earlier, I mean, this is something that's just out there. Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, I kind of see you as being on a mission <laughs> of changing the world through liberating structures. Well, it didn't set out to be that, and it's not my personality. Um, but what we recognize that these are like letters, like everybody should be literate in basic basic relating. This way of relating is so powerful. So it should be uh, in the drinking water everywhere in the world. Every uh, child should learn these, and we've had a lot of success introducing them with very young mm. children. Um, so... That has been the challenge is to the biggest thing that uh, the most important thing is to get it in the drinking water everywhere in the world. And we're making progress on that. We're in like most countries have had a little experience now. It's very thinly distributed, but all over the world we have people using liberating structures. Yeah, and so you do have your user groups. And apparently you have user groups all throughout the world. Yes. And and by the way, for those of you who are in Seattle or in a location where they have user groups. They are so much fun. I mean, we get we be, we get together and we play with the brain structures with each other to experience. Okay, how does this actually change the relationship? And what's so cool? What I, I, I'm assuming all the user groups are similar to ours here in Seattle. Is um, you know, again, there's like people like myself or organizational development and HR people. We kind of geek out on this <laughs> stuff, so we have a great time. After you know, trying something, then dissecting it from both the lens of also a practitioner or a consultant to say, "Ah, oh, I liked how that got you know the two groups to see the dissim- you know the, the the similarities in their you know different ways of thinkings or so forth." Mm-hmm. Um, so you do you have have quite a few user groups going on now, don't you? Yeah, usually uh, a little experience. Like we'll do the immersion workshop, like a language workshop where we only speak liberating structures for a day or two or three. And as a result of that, usually there's a core group of people who want to keep it going, and they they form enough of a group. And uh, uh, the uh, Well, in Seattle, we do a number of things, but uh, most of the user groups have a monthly meeting. Uh, we do some free community consulting. Uh, we have an annual event. Um, and we're trying to do more with virtual, liberating virtual exchanges. Uh, so, but each of the ones has its own character. So, if you if you're close to any uh, of the cities with the, the user groups, uh, check it out. Nice. Okay. So, what else is in the future then? Right now, um, most of the well, Henry and I have two ideas. One, he thinks most of the innovation is going to come, and I I agree. Uh, from inside organizations, mm. right? Just how, so this would be uh, the micro support for things like holacracy, where, uh, you know, the formal structure, the, the macro structure is small. Um, uh, this, it could complement that. And then on the, um, uh, we're still developing the repertoire and developing people who are uh, able to spread the work. That is awesome. Okay, so Keith, we are running out of time. Thank you so much. Of course, I have 100 million more questions I would love to ask you, so maybe we'll get you on the show again in the future. Great. Thank you. And in the meantime, everybody, so again, you can go to Liberating Structures to learn more. And also, you can also go to my website to get copies and transcripts of this recording. 
And again, that website's MishaRouser.com. And thank you so much for listening to the show. You have been listening to the Misha Rouser Show, coaching you toward success. Have a great day. Thank you.